Aeronautical Information Manual Chapter 4, Section 5, Surveillance Systems Radar Capabilities Radar is a method whereby radio waves are transmitted into the air and are then received when they have been reflected by an object in the path of the beam. Range is determined by measuring the time it takes, at the speed of light, for the radio wave to go out to the object and then return to the receiving antenna. The direction of a detected object from a radar site is determined by the position of the rotating antenna when the reflected portion of the radio wave is received. More reliable maintenance and improved equipment have reduced radar system failures to a negligible factor. Most facilities actually have some components duplicated, one operating and another which immediately takes over when a malfunction occurs to the primary component. Limitations It is very important for the aviation community to recognize the fact that there are limitations to radar service and that ATC controllers may not always be able to issue traffic advisories concerning aircraft which are not under ATC control and cannot be seen on radar. See Figure 4, 5, 1. The characteristics of radio waves are such that they normally travel in a continuous straight line unless they are bent by abnormal atmospheric phenomena such as temperature inversions, reflected or attenuated by dense objects such as heavy clouds, precipitation, ground obstacles, mountains, etc., or screened by high-terrain features. The bending of radar pulses, often called anomalous propagation or ducting, may cause many extraneous blips to appear on the radar operator's display if the beam has been bent toward the ground or may decrease the detection range if the wave is bent upward. It is difficult to solve the effects of anomalous propagation, but using beacon radar and electronically eliminating stationary and slow-moving targets by a method called moving target indicator, MTI, usually negate the problem. Radar energy that strikes dense objects will be reflected and displayed on the operator's scope thereby blocking out aircraft at the same range and greatly weakening or completely eliminating the display of targets at a greater range. Again, radar beacon and MTI are very effectively used to combat ground clutter and weather phenomena, and a method of circularly polarizing the radar beam will eliminate some weather returns. A negative characteristic of MTI is that an aircraft flying a speed that coincides with the cancelling signal of the MTI, tangential or blind speed, may not be displayed to the radar controller. Relatively low-altitude aircraft will not be seen if they are screened by mountains or are below the radar beam due to earth curvature. The historical solution to screening has been the installation of strategically placed multiple radars, which has been done in some areas, but ADSB now provides ATC surveillance in some areas with challenging terrain where multiple radar installations would be impractical. There are several other factors which affect radar control. The amount of reflective surface of an aircraft will determine the size of the radar return. Therefore, a small light airplane or a sleek jet fighter will be more difficult to see on primary radar than a large commercial jet or military bomber. Here again, the use of transponder or ADSB equipment is invaluable. In addition, all FAA ATC facilities display automatically reported altitude information to the controller from appropriately equipped aircraft. At some locations within the ATC on route environment, secondary radar only, no primary radar, 
gap filler radar systems are used to give lower altitude radar coverage between two larger radar systems, each of which provides both primary and secondary radar coverage. ADSB serves the same role, supplementing both primary and secondary radar. In those geographical areas served by secondary radar only or ADSB, aircraft without either transponders or ADSB equipment cannot be provided with radar service. Additionally, transponder or ADSB equipped aircraft cannot be provided with radar advisories concerning primary targets and ATC radar derived weather. Reference P slash CG term radar. The controller's ability to advise a pilot flying on instruments or in visual conditions of the aircraft's proximity to another aircraft will be limited if the unknown aircraft is not observed on radar, if no flight plan information is available, or if the volume of traffic and workload prevent issuing traffic information. The controller's first priority is given to establishing vertical, lateral, or longitudinal separation between aircraft flying IFR under the control of ATC. FAA radar units operate continuously at the locations shown in the chart supplement US, and their services are available to all pilots, both civil and military. Contact the associated FAA control tower or ARTCC on any frequency guarded for initial instructions, or in an emergency, any FAA facility for information on the nearest radar service. Air Traffic Control Radar Beacon System, ATCRBS the ATCRBS, sometimes referred to as secondary surveillance radar, consists of three main components. Interrogator. Primary radar relies on a signal being transmitted from the radar antenna site and for this signal to be reflected or bounced back from an object, such as an aircraft. This reflected signal is then displayed as a target on the controller's radar scope. In the ATCRBS, the interrogator, a ground-based radar beacon transmitter receiver, scans in synchronism with the primary radar and transmits discrete radio signals which repetitiously request all transponders, on the mode being used, to reply. The replies received are then mixed with the primary returns and both are displayed on the same radar scope. Transponder this airborne radar beacon transmitter receiver automatically receives the signals from the interrogator and selectively replies with a specific pulse group, code, only to those interrogations being received on the mode to which it is set. These replies are independent of, and much stronger than a primary radar return. Radar scope. The radar scope used by the controller displays returns from both the primary radar system and the ATCRBS. These returns, called targets, are what the controller refers to in the control and separation of traffic. The job of identifying and maintaining identification of primary radar targets is a long and tedious task for the controller. Some of the advantages of ATCRBS over primary radar are Reinforcement of radar targets Rapid target identification Unique display of selected codes a part of the ATCRBS ground equipment is the decoder. This equipment enables a controller to assign discrete transponder codes to each aircraft under his, her control. Normally, only one code will be assigned for the entire flight. Assignments are made by the ARTCC computer on the basis of the National Beacon Code Allocation Plan. 
The equipment is also designed to receive mode C altitude information from the aircraft. Note refer to figures with explanatory legends for an illustration of the target symbology depicted on radar scopes in the NAS stage A, en route, the ARTS 3, terminal, systems, and other non-automated, broadband, radar systems. See figure 4, 5, 2 and figure 4, 5, 3. It should be emphasized that aircraft transponders greatly improve the effectiveness of radar systems. Reference AIM, paragraph April 1st, 20, transponder and ADSB out operation. Note a number of radar terminals do not have ARTS equipment. Those facilities and certain ARTCCs outside the contiguous US would have radar displays similar to the lower right-hand subset. Arts facilities and NAS stage AARTCCs, when operating in the non-automation mode, would also have similar displays and certain services based on automation may not be available. Example areas of precipitation can be reduced by CP. Arrival slash departure tabular list trackball, control, position symbol, A, airway, lines are sometimes deleted in part, radar limit line for control obstruction, video map, primary radar returns of obstacles or terrain, can be removed by MTI, satellite airports runway centerlines, marks and spaces indicate miles, primary airport with parallel runways approach gates tracked target, primary and beacon target, Control position symbol untracked target select code, monitored, with mode C. Read out of 5,000 foot untracked target without mode C primary target beacon target only, secondary radar, transponder, primary and beacon target leader line altitude mode C readout is 6,000. Note, readouts may not be displayed because of non-receipt of beacon information, garbled beacon signals, and flight plan data which is displayed alternately with the altitude readout. Ground speed readout is 240 knots. Note, readouts may not be displayed because of a loss of beacon signal, a controller. Alert that a pilot was squawking emergency, radio failure, etc. Aircraft ID asterisk indicates a controller entry in mode C block. In this case 5000 foot is entered and 05 would alternate with mode C readout. Indicates heavy. Low alt flashes to indicate when an aircraft's predicted descent places the aircraft in an unsafe proximity to terrain. Note, this feature does not function if the aircraft is not squawking mode C. When a helicopter or aircraft is known to be operating below the lower safe limit, the low alt can be changed to inhibit and flashing ceases. Navade's airways primary target only non-monitored. No mode C. An asterisk would indicate non-monitored with mode C, beacon target only, secondary radar based on aircraft transponder, tracked target, primary and beacon target, control position A aircraft is squawking emergency code 7700 and is non-monitored, untracked, mode C controller assigned runway 36 right alternates with mode C readout, note, a three-letter identifier could also indicate the arrival is at specific airport, Ident flashes identing target blossoms, untracked target. Identing on a selected code range marks, 10 and 15 miles, can be changed slash offset. Aircraft controlled by center. Targets in suspend status coast slash suspend list, aircraft holding, temporary loss of beacon slash target, etc. Radio failure, 
Emergency Information, Select Beacon Codes, Being Monitored, General Information, Addis, Runway, Approach in Use, Altimeter Setting Time System Data Area. Example Target Symbols. Uncorrelated Primary Radar Target, Plus, Correlated Primary Radar Target, Times, Uncorrelated Beacon Target, Forward Slash, Correlated Beacon Target, Backslash, Identing Beacon Target, Identical to a Asterisk Operator Note. In number 2 correlated means the association of radar data with the computer projected track of an identified aircraft. Position symbols, free track, no flight plan tracking, increment, flat track, flight plan tracking, coast, beacon target lost, hashtag, present position hold, times, data block information, aircraft ident asterisk operator C note below. Assigned altitude FL280. Mode C altitude same or within plus or minus 200 foot of assigned altitude. Asterisk operator C note below. Computer ID number 191, handoff is to sector 33, 0 to 33 would mean handoff accepted, asterisk operator C note below. Assigned altitude 17,000 foot, aircraft is climbing, mode C readout was 14,300 when last beacon interrogation was received. Leader line connecting target symbol and data block track velocity and direction vector line. Projected ahead of target, assigned altitude 7000, aircraft is descending, last mode C readout, or last reported altitude, was 100 foot above FL230 transponder code shows in full data block only when different than assigned code aircraft is 300 above assigned altitude reported altitude. No mode C readout, same as assigned an N would indicate no reported altitude. Transponder set on emergency code 7700 EMRG flashes to attract attention. Transponder code 1200 VFR, with no mode C code 1200 VFR, with mode C in last altitude readout transponder set on radio failure code 7600 RDOF flashes, computer ID number 228. CST indicates target is in coast status assigned altitude FL290, transponder code, these two items constitute a limited data block, asterisk operator note, numbers 10, 11, and 12 constitute a full data block other symbols, navigational aid airway or jet. Route. Outline of weather returns based on primary radar. H represents areas of high-density precipitation which might be thunderstorms. Radial lines indicated lower density precipitation. Obstruction. Airports. Surveillance radar. Surveillance radars are divided into two general categories, airport surveillance radar, ASR, and air route surveillance radar, ARSR. ASR is designed to provide relatively short-range coverage in the general vicinity of an airport and to serve as an expeditious means of handling terminal area traffic through observation of precise aircraft locations on a radar scope. The ASR can also be used as an instrument approach aid. ARSR is a long-range radar system designed primarily to provide a display of aircraft locations over large areas. Center Radar Automated Radar Terminal Systems, ARTS, Processing, CENRAP, was developed to provide an alternative to a non-radar environment at terminal facilities should an ASR fail or malfunction. CENRAP sends aircraft radar beacon target information to the ASR terminal facility equipped with ARTS.
Procedures used for the separation of aircraft may increase under certain conditions when a facility is utilizing SENRAP because radar target information updates at a slower rate than the normal ASR radar. Radar services for VFR aircraft are also limited during SENRAP operations because of the additional workload required to provide services to IFR aircraft. Surveillance radars scan through 360 degrees of azimuth and present target information on a radar display located in a tower or center. This information is used independently or in conjunction with other navigational aids in the control of air traffic. Precision Approach Radar, PAR PAR is designed for use as a landing aid rather than an aid for sequencing and spacing aircraft. PAR equipment may be used as a primary landing aid, see Chapter 5, Air Traffic Procedures, for additional information, or it may be used to monitor other types of approaches. It is designed to display range, azimuth, and elevation information. Two antennas are used in the PAR array, one scanning a vertical plane, and the other scanning horizontally. Since the range is limited to 10 miles, azimuth to 20 degrees, and elevation to 7 degrees, only the final approach area is covered. Each scope is divided into two parts. The upper half presents altitude and distance information, and the lower half presents azimuth and distance. Airport Surface Detection Equipment, ASDEX, slash Airport Surface Surveillance Capability, ASSC. ASDEX slash ASSC is a multi-sensor surface surveillance system the FAA is acquiring for airports in the United States. This system provides high-resolution, short-range, clutter-free surveillance information about aircraft and vehicles, both moving and fixed, located on or near the surface of the airport's runways and taxiways under all weather and visibility conditions. The system consists of a primary radar system. ASDEX-ASSC system coverage includes the airport surface and the airspace up to 200 feet above the surface typically located on the control tower or other strategic location on the airport, the primary radar antenna is able to detect and display aircraft that are not equipped with or have malfunctioning transponders or ADSB. Interfaces ASDEX-ASSC contains an automation interface for flight identification via all automation platforms and interfaces with the terminal radar for position information. Automation a multi-sensor data processor, MSDP, combines all sensor reports into a single target which is displayed to the air traffic controller. Air traffic control tower display. A high-resolution, color monitor in the control tower cab provides controllers with a seamless picture of airport operations on the airport surface. The combination of data collected from the multiple sensors ensures that the most accurate information about aircraft location is received in the tower, thereby increasing surface safety and efficiency. The following facilities are operational with ASDEX. Traffic Information Service, TIS. Introduction. The Traffic Information Service, TIS, provides information to the cockpit via data link that is similar to VFR radar traffic advisories normally received over voice radio. Among the first FAA-provided data services, 
TIS is intended to improve the safety and efficiency of see and avoid flight through an automatic display that informs the pilot of nearby traffic and potential conflict situations. This traffic display is intended to assist the pilot in visual acquisition of these aircraft. TIS employs an enhanced capability of the Terminal Mode S radar system, which contains the surveillance data, as well as the data link required to uplink this information to suitably equipped aircraft, known as a TIS client. TIS provides estimated position, altitude, altitude trend, and ground track information for up to eight intruder aircraft within 7nm horizontally, plus 3,500 and minus 3,000 feet vertically of the client aircraft, see figure 4, 5, 4, TIS proximity coverage volume. The range of a target reported at a distance greater than 7nm only indicates that this target will be a threat within 34 seconds and does not display a precise distance. TIS will alert the pilot to aircraft, under surveillance of the Mode S radar, that are estimated to be within 34 seconds of potential collision, regardless of distance or altitude. TIS surveillance data is derived from the same radar used by ATC. This data is uplinked to the client aircraft on each radar scan, nominally every 5 seconds. Requirements In order to use TIS, the client and any intruder aircraft must be equipped with the appropriate cockpit equipment and fly within the radar coverage of a Mode S radar capable of providing TIS. Typically, this will be within 55 nm of the sites depicted in Figure 4, 5, 5, Terminal Mode S radar sites. ATC communication is not a requirement to receive TIS, although it may be required by the particular airspace or flight operations in which TIS is being used. The cockpit equipment functionality required by a TAS client aircraft to receive the service consists of the following, refer to figure 4, 5, 6. Mode S data link transponder with altitude encoder. Data link applications processor with TIS software installed. Control display unit. Optional equipment includes a digital heading source to correct display errors caused by crab angle and turning maneuvers. Note some of the above functions will likely be combined into single pieces of avionics, such as A and B. To be visible to the TIS client, the intruder aircraft must, at a minimum, have an operating transponder, mode A, C, or S. All altitude information provided by TIS from intruder aircraft is derived from Mode C reports, if appropriately equipped. TIS will initially be provided by the Terminal Mode S systems that are paired with ASR-9 digital primary radars. These systems are in locations with the greatest traffic densities, thus will provide the greatest initial benefit. The remaining Terminal Mode S sensors, which are paired with ASR-7 or ASR-8 analog primary radars, will provide TIS pending modification or relocation of these sites. See Figure 4, 5, 5, Terminal Mode S radar sites, for site locations. There is no mechanism in place, such as NOTAMs, to provide status update on individual radar sites since TIS is a non-essential, supplemental information service. The FAA also operates on route mode S radars, not illustrated, that rotate once every 12 seconds.
These sites will require additional development of TIS before any possible implementation. There are no plans to implement TIS in the on-route mode S radars at the present time. Capabilities TIS provides ground-based surveillance information over the Mode S data link to properly equipped client aircraft to aid in visual acquisition of proximate air traffic. The actual avionics capability of each installation will vary and the supplemental handbook material must be consulted prior to using TIS. A maximum of 8, 8 intruder aircraft may be displayed. If more than 8 aircraft match intruder parameters, the eight most significant intruders are uplinked. These most significant intruders are usually the ones in closest proximity and or the greatest threat to the TIS client. TIS, through the Mode S ground sensor, provides the following data on each intruder aircraft. Relative bearing information in 6 degree increments. Relative range information in 1 8th nm to 1 nm increments, depending on range. Relative altitude in 100-foot increments, within 1,000 feet, or 500-foot increments, from 1,000 to 3,500 feet, if the intruder aircraft has operating altitude reporting capability. Estimated intruder ground track in 45-degree increments. Altitude trend data, level within 500 FPM or climbing slash descending greater than 500 FPM if the intruder aircraft has operating altitude reporting capability. Intruder priority as either in traffic advisory or proximate intruder. When flying from surveillance coverage of one mode S sensor to another, the transfer of TIS is an automatic function of the avionics system and requires no action from the pilot. There are a variety of status messages that are provided by either the airborne system or ground equipment to alert the pilot of high-priority intruders and data link system status. These messages include the following. Alert. Identifies a potential collision hazard within 34 seconds. This alert may be visual and or audible, such as a flashing display symbol or a headset tone. A target is a threat if the time to the closest approach in vertical and horizontal coordinates is less than 30 seconds and the closest approach is expected to be within 500 feet vertically and 0.5 nautical miles laterally. TIS traffic. TIS traffic data is displayed. Coasting. The TIS display is more than 6 seconds old. This indicates a missing uplink from the ground system. When the TIS display information is more than 12 seconds old, the no traffic status will be indicated. No traffic. No intruders meet proximate or alert criteria. This condition may exist when the TIS system is fully functional or may indicate coasting between 12 and 59 seconds old, C, C, above. TIS unavailable. The pilot has requested TIS, but no ground system is available. This condition will also be displayed when TIS uplinks are missing for 60 seconds or more. TIS disabled. The pilot has not requested TIS or has disconnected from TIS. Goodbye. The client aircraft has flown outside of TIS coverage. Note depending on the avionics manufacturer implementation, it is possible that some of these messages will not be directly available to the pilot.
Depending on avionics system design, TIS may be presented to the pilot in a variety of different displays, including text and or graphics. Voice enunciation may also be used either alone or in combination with a visual display. Figure 4, 5, 6, Traffic Information Service, TIS, Avionics Block Diagram, shows an example of a TAS display using symbology similar to the Traffic Alert and Collision Avoidance System, CAS, installed on most passenger air carrier-slash-commuter aircraft in the U.S. The small symbol in the center represents the client aircraft and the display is oriented track up, with the 12 o'clock position at the top. The range rings indicate 2 and 5 nm. Each intruder is depicted by a symbol positioned at the approximate relative bearing and range from the client aircraft. The circular symbol near the center indicates an alert intruder and the diamond symbols indicate proximate intruders. The inset in the lower right corner of Figure 4, 5, 6, Traffic Information Service, TIS, Avionics Block Diagram, shows a possible TIS data block display. The following information is contained in this data block. The intruder, located approximately 4 o'clock, 3 miles, is approximate aircraft and currently not a collision threat to the client aircraft. This is indicated by the diamond symbol used in this example. The intruder ground track diverges to the right of the client aircraft, indicated by the small arrow. The intruder altitude is 700 feet less than or below the client aircraft, indicated by the dash 07 located under the symbol. The intruder is descending greater than 500 FPM, indicated by the downward arrow next to the dash 07 relative altitude information. The absence of this arrow when an altitude tag is present indicates level flight or a climb-slash-descent rate less than 500 FPM. Note if the intruder did not have an operating altitude encoder, mode C, the altitude and altitude trend tags would have been omitted. Limitations TIS is not intended to be used as a collision avoidance system and does not relieve the pilot's responsibility to see and avoid other aircraft, see paragraph 558, see and avoid. TIS must not be used for avoidance maneuvers during IMC or other times when there is no visual contact with the intruder aircraft. TIS is intended only to assist in visual acquisition of other aircraft in VMC. Avoidance maneuvers are neither provided nor authorized as a direct result of a TIS intruder display or TIS alert. While TIS is a useful aid to visual traffic avoidance, it has some system limitations that must be fully understood to ensure proper use. Many of these limitations are inherent in secondary radar surveillance. In other words, the information provided by TIS will be no better than that provided to ATC. Other limitations and anomalies are associated with the TIS predictive algorithm. Intruder Display Limitations TIS will only display aircraft with operating transponders installed. TIS relies on surveillance of the MODE-S radar, which is a secondary surveillance radar similar to the ATCRBS described in paragraph 452. TIS Client Altitude Reporting Requirement Altitude reporting is required by the TIS client aircraft in order to receive TIS. If the altitude encoder is inoperative or disabled, TIS will be unavailable, 
as TIS requests will not be honored by the ground system. As such, TIS requires altitude reporting to determine the proximity coverage volume as indicated in Figure 4, 5, 4. TIS users must be alert to altitude encoder malfunctions, as TIS has no mechanism to determine if client altitude reporting is correct. A failure of this nature will cause erroneous and possibly unpredictable TIS operation. If this malfunction is suspected, confirmation of altitude reporting with ATC is suggested. Intruder Altitude Reporting Intruders without altitude reporting capability will be displayed without the accompanying altitude tag. Additionally, non-altitude reporting intruders are assumed to be at the same altitude as the TIS client for alert computations. This helps to ensure that the pilot will be alerted to all traffic under radar coverage, but the actual altitude difference may be substantial. Therefore, visual acquisition may be difficult in this instance. Coverage limitations. Since TIS is provided by ground-based, secondary surveillance radar, it is subject to all limitations of that radar. If an aircraft is not detected by the radar, it cannot be displayed on TIS. Examples of these limitations are as follows. TIS will typically be provided within 55 nm of the radars depicted in Figure 4, 5, 5, Terminal Mode S radar sites. This maximum range can vary by radar site and is always subject to line-of-sight limitations. The radar and data link signals will be blocked by obstructions, terrain, and curvature of the Earth. TIS will be unavailable at low altitudes in many areas of the country, particularly in mountainous regions. Also, when flying near the floor of radar coverage in a particular area, intruders below the client aircraft may not be detected by TIS. TIS will be temporarily disrupted when flying directly over the radar site providing coverage if no adjacent site assumes the service. A ground-based radar, similar to a VOR or NDB, has a zenith cone, sometimes referred to as the cone of confusion or cone of silence. This is the area of ambiguity directly above the station where bearing information is unreliable. The zenith cone setting for TIS is 34 degrees, any aircraft above that angle with respect to the radar horizon will lose TIS coverage from that radar until it is below this 34-degree angle. The aircraft may not actually lose service in areas of multiple radar coverage since an adjacent radar will provide TIS. If no other TIS-capable radar is available, the goodbye message will be received and TIS terminated until coverage is resumed. Intermittent Operations TIS operation may be intermittent during turns or other maneuvering, particularly if the transponder system does not include antenna diversity, antenna mounted on the top and bottom of the aircraft. As in, D, above, TIS is dependent on two-way, line-of-sight communications between the aircraft and the MODES radar. Whenever the structure of the client aircraft comes between the transponder antenna, usually located on the underside of the aircraft, and the ground-based radar antenna, the signal may be temporarily interrupted. TIS Predictive Algorithm TIS information is collected one radar scan prior to the scan during which the uplink occurs. Therefore, the surveillance information is approximately 5 seconds old. 
in order to present the intruders in a real-time position, TIS uses a predictive algorithm in its tracking software. This algorithm uses track history data to extrapolate intruders to their expected positions consistent with the time of display in the cockpit. Occasionally, aircraft maneuvering will cause this algorithm to induce errors in the TIS display. These errors primarily affect relative bearing information, intruder distance and altitude will remain relatively accurate and may be used to assist in see and avoid. Some of the more common examples of these errors are as follows. When client or intruder aircraft maneuver excessively or abruptly, the tracking algorithm will report incorrect horizontal position until the maneuvering aircraft stabilizes. When a rapidly closing intruder is on a course that crosses the client at a shallow angle, either overtaking or head-on, and either aircraft abruptly changes course within one quarter nm, TIS will display the intruder on the opposite side of the client than it actually is. These are relatively rare occurrences and will be corrected in a few radar scans once the course has stabilized. Heading slash course reference. Not all TIS aircraft installations will have onboard heading reference information. In these installations, aircraft course reference to the TIS display is provided by the Mode S radar. The radar only determines ground track information and has no indication of the client aircraft heading. In these installations, all intruder bearing information is referenced to ground track and does not account for wind correction. Additionally, since ground-based radar will require several scans to determine aircraft course following a course change, a lag in TAS display orientation, intruder aircraft bearing will occur. As in F, above, intruder distance and altitude are still usable. Closely spaced intruder errors. When operating more than 30 nm from the mode S sensor, TIS forces any intruder within 3 8 nm of the TIS client to appear at the same horizontal position as the client aircraft. Without this feature, TIS could display intruders in a manner confusing to the pilot in critical situations, for example, a closely spaced intruder that is actually to the right of the client may appear on the TIS display to the left. At longer distances from the radar, TIS cannot accurately determine relative bearing slash distance information on intruder aircraft that are in close proximity to the client. Because TIS uses a ground-based, rotating radar for surveillance information, the accuracy of TIS data is dependent on the distance from the sensor, radar, providing the service. This is much the same phenomenon as experienced with ground-based navigational aids, such as a VOR. As distance from the radar increases, the accuracy of surveillance decreases. Since TIS does not inform the pilot of distance from the mode S radar, the pilot must assume that any intruder appearing at the same position as the client aircraft may actually be up to 3 8 nm away in any direction. Consistent with the operation of TIS, an alert on the display, regardless of distance from the radar, should stimulate an outside visual scan, intruder acquisition, and traffic avoidance based on outside reference. Reports of TIS malfunctions. Users of TIS can render valuable assistance in the early correction of malfunctions by reporting their observations of undesirable performance. Reporters should identify the time of observation, location, type and identity of aircraft, and describe the condition observed, 
the type of transponder processor, and software in use can also be useful information. Since TIS performance is monitored by maintenance personnel rather than ATC, it is suggested that malfunctions be reported by radio or telephone to the nearest flight service station, FSS, facility. Note TIS operates at only those terminal mode S radar sites depicted in Figure 4, 5, 5. Though similar in some ways, TIS is not related to TISB, Traffic Information Service Broadcast. Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, ADSB, Services. Introduction Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, ADSB, is a surveillance technology deployed throughout the NAS, see Figure 4, 5, 7. The ADSB system is composed of aircraft avionics and a ground infrastructure. Onboard avionics determine the position of the aircraft by using the GNSS and transmit its position along with additional information about the aircraft to ground stations for use by ATC and other ADSB services. This information is transmitted at a rate of approximately once per second. See Figure 4, 5, 8 and Figure 4, 5, 9. In the United States, ADSB equipped aircraft exchange information on one of two frequencies, 978 or 1090 MHz. The 1090 MHz frequency is also associated with mode AIC and S transponder operations. 1090 MHz transponders with integrated ADSB functionality extend the transponder message sets with additional ADSB information. This additional information is known as an extended squitter message and is referred to as 1090ES. ADSB equipment operating on 978 MHz is known as the Universal Access Transceiver, UAT. ADSB avionics can have the ability to both transmit and receive information. The transmission of ADSB information from an aircraft is known as ADSB out. The receipt of ADSB information by an aircraft is known as ADSBIN. All aircraft operating within the airspace defined in 14 CFR section 91.225 are required to transmit the information defined in section 91.227 using ADSB out avionics. In general, operators flying at 18,000 feet and above, class A airspace, are required to have 1090ES equipment. Those that do not fly above 18,000 may use either UAT or 1090ES equipment. Refer to 14 CFR sections 91.225 and 91.227. While the regulations do not require it, operators equipped with ADSB and will realize additional benefits from ADSB broadcast services, Traffic Information Service Broadcast, TISB, Paragraph 458, and Flight Information Service Broadcast, FISB, Paragraph 459. ADSB Certification and Performance Requirements ADSB equipment may be certified as a surveillance source for air traffic separation services using ADSB out. ADSB equipment may also be certified for use with ADSB in advisory services that enable appropriately equipped aircraft to display traffic and flight information. Refer to the aircraft's flight manual supplement or pilot operating handbook for the capabilities of a specific aircraft installation. ADSB Capabilities and Procedures 
ADSB enables improved surveillance services, both air-to-air and air-to-ground, especially in areas where radar is ineffective due to terrain or where it is impractical or cost-prohibitive. Initial NAS applications of air-to-air ADSB are for advisory use only, enhancing a pilot's visual acquisition of other nearby equipped aircraft either when airborne or on the airport surface. Additionally, ADSB will enable ATC and fleet operators to monitor aircraft throughout the available ground station coverage area. One of the data elements transmitted by ADSB is the aircraft's flight identification, FLTID. The FLTID is comprised of a maximum of seven alphanumeric characters and must correspond to the aircraft identification filed in the flight plan. For airline and commuter aircraft, the FLTID is usually the company name and flight number, for example, AAL 3432, and is typically entered into the avionics by the flight crew during pre-flight. For general aviation, GA, if aircraft avionics allow dynamic modification of the FLTID, the pilot can enter it prior to flight. However, some ADSB avionics require the FLTID to be set to the aircraft registration number, for example, N1234Q, by the installer and cannot be changed by the pilot from the cockpit. In both cases, the FLTID must correspond to the aircraft identification filed in its flight plan. ATC automation systems use the transmitted ADSB FLTID to uniquely identify each aircraft within a given airspace and to correlate it to its filed flight plan for the purpose of providing surveillance and separation services. If the FLTID and the filed aircraft identification are not identical, a callsign mismatch, CSMM, is generated and ATC automation systems may not associate the aircraft with its filed flight plan. In this case, air traffic services may be delayed or unavailable until the CSMM is corrected. Consequently, it is imperative that flight crews and GA pilots ensure the FLTID entry correctly matches the aircraft identification filed in their flight plan. Each ADSB aircraft is assigned a unique ICAO address, also known as a 24-bit address, that is broadcast by the ADSB transmitter. This ICAO address is programmed at installation. Should multiple aircraft broadcast the same ICAO address while transiting the same ADSB-only service volume, the ADSB network may be unable to track the targets correctly. If radar reinforcement is available, tracking will continue. If radar is unavailable, the controller may lose target tracking entirely on one or both targets. Consequently, it is imperative that the ICAO address entry is correct. Aircraft that are equipped with ADSB avionics on the UAT data link have a feature that allows them to broadcast an anonymous 24-bit ICAO address. In this mode, the UAT system creates a randomized address that does not match the actual ICAO address assigned to the aircraft. The UAT anonymous 24-bit address feature may only be used when the operator has not filed an IFR flight plan and is not requesting ATC services. In the anonymity mode, the aircraft's beacon code must be set to 1200 and, depending on the manufacturer's implementation, the aircraft FLTID might not be transmitted. Pilots should be aware that while in UAT anonymity mode, 
they will not be eligible to receive ATC separation and flight following services and may not benefit from enhanced ADSB search and rescue capabilities. ADSB systems integrated with the transponder will automatically set the applicable emergency status when 7,500, 7,600, or 7,700 are entered into the transponder. ADSB systems not integrated with the transponder or systems with optional emergency codes will require that the appropriate emergency code is entered through a pilot interface. ADSB is intended for in-flight and airport surface use. Unless otherwise directed by ATC, transponder-slash-ADSB systems should be turned on and remain on whenever operating in the air or on the airport surface movement area. ATC surveillance services using ADSB procedures and recommended phraseology radar procedures, with the exceptions found in this paragraph, are identical to those procedures prescribed for radar in AIM Chapter 4 and Chapter 5. Pre-flight if ATC services are anticipated when either a VFR or IFR flight plan is filed, the aircraft identification, as entered in the flight plan, must be entered as the FLTID in the ADSB avionics. In flight, when requesting surveillance services while airborne, pilots must disable the anonymous feature, if so equipped, prior to contacting ATC. Pilots must also ensure that their transmitted ADSB FLTID matches the aircraft identification as entered in their flight plan. Aircraft with an inoperative slash malfunctioning ADSB transmitter. ATC will inform the flight crew when the aircraft's ADSB transmitter appears to be inoperative or malfunctioning. Phraseology. Your ADSB transmitter appears to be inoperative slash malfunctioning. Stop ADSB transmissions. ATC will inform the flight crew if it becomes necessary to turn off the aircraft's ADSB transmitter. Phraseology Stop ADSB transmissions. Other malfunctions and considerations, loss of automatic altitude reporting capabilities, encoder failure, will result in loss of ATC altitude advisory services. Procedures for accommodation of non-ADSB equipped aircraft. Pilots of aircraft not equipped with ADSB may only operate outside airspace designated as ADSB airspace in 14 CFR section 91.225. Pilots of unequipped aircraft wishing to fly any portion of a flight in ADSB airspace may seek a deviation from the regulation to conduct operations without the required equipment. Direction for obtaining this deviation are available in advisory circular 90 to 114. While air traffic controllers can identify which aircraft are ADSB equipped and which are not, there is no indication if a non-equipped pilot has obtained a pre-flight authorization to enter ADSB airspace. Situations may occur when the pilot of a non-equipped aircraft, without an authorization to operate in ADSB airspace, receives an ATC-initiated in-flight clearance to fly a heading, route, or altitude that would penetrate ADSB airspace. Such clearances may be for traffic, weather, or simply to shorten the aircraft's route of flight. When this occurs, the pilot should acknowledge and execute the clearance, but must advise the controller that they are not ADSB equipped and have not received prior authorization to operate in ADSB airspace. The controller, at their discretion, will either acknowledge and proceed with the new clearance, 
or modify the clearance to avoid ADSB airspace. In either case, the FAA will normally not take enforcement action for non-equipage in these circumstances. Note pilots operating without ADSB equipment must not request route or altitude changes. That will result in an incursion into ADSB airspace except for safety of flight, for example, weather avoidance. Unequipped aircraft that have not received a pre-flight deviation authorization will only be considered in compliance with regulation if the amendment to flight is initiated by ATC. Example. ATC, November 2-3 Quebec, turn 15 degrees left, proceed direct Bradford when able, rest of route unchanged. Aircraft, November 2-3 Quebec, turning 15 degrees left, direct Bradford when able, rest of route unchanged. Be advised, we are negative ADSB equipment and have not received authorization to operate in ADSB airspace. ATC, November 2-3 Quebec, Roger or November 2-3 Quebec, Roger, turn 20 degrees right, rejoin Victor 10, rest of route unchanged. ATC, November 4 Alpha Tango, climb and maintain 10,000 for traffic. Aircraft, November 4 Alpha Tango, leaving 8,000 for 10,000. Be advised, we are negative ADSB equipment and have not received authorization to operate in ADSB airspace. ATC, November 4 Alpha Tango, Roger or November 4 Alpha Tango, Roger, cancel climb clearance, maintain 8,000. Reference Federal Register Notice, Volume 84, Number 62, dated April 1, 2019. ADSB Limitations The ADSB cockpit display of traffic is not intended to be used as a collision avoidance system and does not relieve the pilot's responsibility to see and avoid other aircraft. See Paragraph 558, See and Avoid. ADSB must not be used for avoidance maneuvers during IMC or other times when there is no visual contact with the intruder aircraft. ADSB is intended only to assist in visual acquisition of other aircraft. No avoidance maneuvers are provided or authorized as a direct result of an ADSB target being displayed in the cockpit. Reports of ADSB malfunctions. Users of ADSB can provide valuable assistance in the correction of malfunctions by reporting instances of undesirable system performance. Since ADSB performance is monitored by maintenance personnel rather than ATC, report malfunctions to the nearest flight service station (FSS) facility by radio or telephone, or by sending an email to the ADSB help desk at adsbetfaa.govads.fa.government. Reports should include Condition observed Date and time of observation Altitude and location of observation Type and call sign of the aircraft, and Type and software version of avionics system Traffic Information Service Broadcast, TISB Introduction TISB is the broadcast of ATC-derived traffic information to ADSB-equipped, 1090ES or UAT, aircraft from ground radio stations. The source of this traffic information is derived from ground-based air traffic surveillance sensors.
TISB service will be available throughout the NAS where there are both adequate surveillance coverage from ground sensors and adequate broadcast coverage from ADSB ground radio stations. The quality level of traffic information provided by TISB is dependent upon the number and type of ground sensors available as TISB sources and the timeliness of the reported data. See Figure 4, 5, 8 and Figure 4, 5, 9. TISB Requirements In order to receive TISB service, the following conditions must exist. Aircraft must be equipped with an ADSB transmitter slash receiver or transceiver and a cockpit display of traffic information, CDTI. Aircraft must fly within the coverage volume of a compatible ground radio station that is configured for TISB uplinks. Not all ground radio stations provide TISB due to a lack of radar coverage or because a radar feed is not available. Aircraft must be within the coverage of and detected by at least one ATC radar serving the ground radio station in use. TISB Capabilities TISB is intended to provide ADSB-equipped aircraft with a more complete traffic picture in situations where not all nearby aircraft are equipped with ADSB out. This advisory-only application is intended to enhance a pilot's visual acquisition of other traffic. Only transponder-equipped targets, i.e., MODA-C or MODA-S transponders, are transmitted through the ATC ground system architecture. Current radar sighting may result in limited radar surveillance coverage at lower altitudes near some airports, with subsequently limited TISB service volume coverage. If there is no radar coverage in a given area, then there will be no TISB coverage in that area. TISB Limitations TISB is not intended to be used as a collision avoidance system and does not relieve the pilot's responsibility to see and avoid other aircraft in accordance with 14 CFR Section 91.113b. TISB must not be used for avoidance maneuvers during times when there is no visual contact with the intruder aircraft. TISB is intended only to assist in the visual acquisition of other aircraft. Note no aircraft avoidance maneuvers are authorized as a direct result of a TISB target being displayed in the cockpit. While TISB is a useful aid to visual traffic avoidance, its inherent system limitations must be understood to ensure proper use. A pilot may receive an intermittent TISB target of themselves, typically when maneuvering, example climbing turns, due to the radar not tracking the aircraft as quickly as ADSB. The ADSB to radar association process within the ground system may at times have difficulty correlating an ADSB report with corresponding radar returns from the same aircraft. When this happens, the pilot may see duplicate traffic symbols, i.e., TISB shadows, on the cockpit display. Updates of TISB traffic reports will occur less often than ADSB traffic updates. TISB position updates will occur approximately once every 3 to 13 seconds depending on the type of radar system in use within the coverage area. In comparison, the update rate for ADSB is nominally once per second. The TISB system only uplinks data pertaining to transponder-equipped aircraft. Aircraft without a transponder will not be displayed as TISB traffic. 
There is no indication provided when any aircraft is operating inside or outside the TISB service volume. Therefore, it is difficult to know if one is receiving uplinked TISB traffic information. Pilots and operators are reminded that the airborne equipment that displays TISB targets is for pilot situational awareness only and is not approved as a collision avoidance tool. Unless there is an imminent emergency requiring immediate action, any deviation from an air traffic control clearance in response to perceived converging traffic appearing on a TISB display must be approved by the controlling ATC facility before commencing the maneuver, except as permitted under certain conditions in 14 CFR section 91.123. Uncoordinated deviations may place an aircraft in close proximity to other aircraft under ATC control not seen on the airborne equipment and may result in a pilot deviation or other incident. Reports of TISB malfunctions Users of TISB can provide valuable assistance in the correction of malfunctions by reporting instances of undesirable system performance. Since TISB performance is monitored by maintenance personnel rather than ATC, report malfunctions to the nearest flight service station, FSS, facility by radio or telephone, or by sending an email to the ADSB help desk at adsbetfaa.govadsbetfaa.government. Reports should include Condition observed Date and time of observation Altitude and location of observation Type and call sign of the aircraft, and Type and software version of avionics system Flight Information Service Broadcast, FISB Introduction FASB is a ground broadcast service provided through the ADSB services network over the 978 MHz UAT data link. The FAA FASB system provides pilots and flight crews of properly equipped aircraft with a cockpit display of certain aviation weather and aeronautical information. FASB reception is line of sight within the service volume of the ground infrastructure. See Figure 4, 5, 8 and Figure 4, 5, 9. Weather Products FISB does not replace a pre-flight weather briefing from a source listed in paragraph 712, FAA Weather Services, or in-flight updates from an FSS or ATC. FISB information may be used by the pilot for the safe conduct of flight and aircraft movement, however, the information should not be the only source of weather or aeronautical information. A pilot should be particularly alert and understand the limitations and quality assurance issues associated with individual products. This includes graphical representation of next-generation weather radar, NEXRAD imagery and notices to air missions, NOTAMs, slash temporary flight restrictions, TFRs. Reference AIM, PARA 719, Flight Information Services, FIS. Advisory Circular, AC, 00-63, Use of Cockpit Displays of Digital Weather and Aeronautical Information Reports of FASB Malfunctions Users of FISB can provide valuable assistance in the correction of malfunctions by reporting instances of undesirable system performance. Since FISB performance is monitored by maintenance personnel rather than ATC, report malfunctions to the nearest flight service station, FSS, facility by radio or telephone, 
or by sending an email to the ADSB help desk at adsbetfaa.govadsbetfaa.government. Reports should include Condition observed Date and time of observation Altitude and location of observation Type and call sign of the aircraft, and Type and software version of avionics system The update interval is the rate at which the product data is available from the source. The transmission interval is the amount of time within which a new or updated product transmission must be completed, 95%, and the rate or repetition interval at which the product is rebroadcast, 95%. 3. The transmission and update intervals for the expanded set of basic meteorological products may be adjusted based on FAA and vendor agreement on the final product formats and performance requirements. Note. Details concerning the content, format, and symbols of the various data link products provided should be obtained from the specific avionics manufacturer. NOTAMD and NOTAMFDC products broadcast via FASB are limited to those issued or effective within the past 30 days. Automatic Dependent Surveillance Rebroadcast, ADSR Introduction ADSR is a data link translation function of the ADSB ground system required to accommodate the two separate operating frequencies, 978 MHz and 1090 ES. The ADSB system receives the ADSB messages transmitted on one frequency and ADSR translates and reformats the information for rebroadcast and use on the other frequency. This allows ADSB in equipped aircraft to see nearby ADSB out traffic regardless of the operating link of the other aircraft. Aircraft operating on the same ADSB frequency exchange information directly and do not require the ADSR translation function. See Figure 4, 5, 8 and Figure 4, 5, 9. Reports of ADSR Malfunctions Users of ADSR can provide valuable assistance in the correction of malfunctions by reporting instances of undesirable system performance. Since ADSR performance is monitored by maintenance personnel rather than ATC, report malfunctions to the nearest flight service station, FSS, facility by radio or telephone or by sending an email to the ADSB help desk at adsbetfaa.govadsbetfaa.government. Reports should include Condition observed Date and time of observation Altitude and location of observation Type and call sign of the aircraft and Type and software version of avionics system